It's your boy Donnie Ray. You know who it is. We back in this bitch for what is it? The third installment of Donnie Ray's No Fucking Filter. And you know, like I always say, this is just some shit I do on the off weeks when we not recording Raw and Rational. We're gonna get another episode of Raw and Rational in once I get back from vacation. But this is an episode real quick before I go on vacation, you know what I'm talking about. I always say Follow us on fucking Twitter. Follow us at Ron Rational. Follow me at Black on Black. B-L-A-C-K on B-L-A-C-C. Follow my man's T-Bird at T-Bird Nueva. Go ahead, follow his clothing line Twitter, Wild Nueva. He got that, uh, what is it, Act 1, Scene 2 dropping. Got them fly-ass track jackets, man. Go ahead, check them out, man. Pre-order them motherfuckers for he take that shit offline, them shit's going. Go ahead, copy one. Them shit's fresh, man. But we're going to go ahead and jump into this. It's going to be a little quick little episode. Just got a couple little things I want to touch on. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. First topic of discussion, man. <laughs> uh, these niggas make me laugh, man. So uh, first topic, man, it's like two people in one. It's going to be Terry Crews and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Uh, now, if you don't know, man, so Terry Crews, he was uh, sexually assaulted at an industry function in front of his wife in 2016 by an unnamed male executive. And this uh, male executive groped Crews' genitals and smiled, quote unquote, like a jerk at the couple's responses. So <laughs> Terry Crews, he said he didn't retaliate in fear of going to jail or being ostracized. Exactly, my nigga. We <laughs> gave that nigga a moment of silence, nigga, because you sound like a bitch, my nigga. What is you on, bro? Ain't no motherfucking body, bro. No fucking body. I don't give a fuck you're my boss, nigga. I don't give a fuck you the president, nigga. I don't give a fuck who you are, bro. Ain't no fucking body about to motherfucking grab my nuts, let alone in front of my wife. So you grab my nuts in front of my wife. And had an audacity to just stand there and smile. And this nigga let him get away with it. What, bruh? That don't even make no fucking sense. Like, that don't make no sense at all. I um, was scared to go to jail, scared to be ostracized from the community, actors community, all that shit. I, I, I hear you, bro. I hear you, my nigga. <laughs> but I don't feel you, my nigga. I do not feel you. Ain't no fucking body about to fucking grab my nuts and get away with it, bro. I don't give a fuck. What it is, bro? Like, at what point does your pride, does your manhood step in, bro? Like, I don't give a fuck what you doing, what, what's on the Like, at what point does all that go out the window and the fact that you're a man, a heterosexual man, and another man grabs your nuts, at what point does all that other bullshit go out the window and your pride steps in, your manhood steps in. He grabbed your manhood. <laughs> he grabbed your nuts. At what point does your manhood step in your pride? And you fuck like, okay, 
Okay, you don't want to lay hands on him. You don't have to lay hands on him. But, nigga, I'm finna fucking get this nigga an earful at the least. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to lay hands on him. I'm going to lay hands on the man. But if he want to, okay, play it safe, you should at least say something. At least get this nigga an earful. At least cause a scene so everybody knows this fucking nigga just grabbed my nuts. Like, at what point do people stop worrying about the consequences of things when they were like seriously violated okay like and then like the females who are sexually assaulted and stuff and they're saying uh they didn't want to say anything because they want to be ostracized they didn't want to be blackballed and all like at what point does like the fact that you were just done wrong like that should overcome everything that should go over everything like you were sexually assaulted like, I was done wrong. Like, that's against the law. So, fuck everything else. Like, I was just fucking demeaned in front of my wife or in a female's case, whatever it may be. Like, at what point I didn't want to say nothing? No, fuck that. You better say something. Because then you want to say something years later and bring it up. And it's like, okay, well, it obviously didn't mean that much to you. It wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it comes off. Because you didn't fucking say nothing. Like, people say something about shit that they don't fucking like. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody just did something you don't approve of, they broke the law, they sexually assaulted you, sexually harassed you, fuck all the other bullshit. You need to fucking stand up and say something. Because then you end up in a fucking situation years later, like I said, and people are like, well, okay, well, why don't you fucking say something then? So then it could look like you making shit up or it just didn't fucking matter. It wasn't that big of a deal. Because you didn't say something. Like, if something's a big deal to you, you're going to fucking say something about it. Like, I'm sorry. Ain't nobody finna grab my nuts and get away with it. Like, and I know I'm not a female, but if I was fucking sexually harassed as a female, I'm going to fucking say something. Like, I know a lot of other females that would fucking say something, too. So, it's like, at what point do you stop worrying about all this other shit and just the fact that you was just done wrong goes over that? Like, it's supposed to go over that. Like, like I know it's not... Like, I, I never had none of that shit happen to me. But at the same time, if I'm done wrong, I have been done wrong before, and I fucking said shit about it. You just don't let brush shit under the rug and let it go. No. If somebody fucking sexually assaulted you, sexually harassed you, you need to fucking speak up and say something about it then. Right then and there. Or go press the charges right then and there. Don't wait fucking hella years. Like, just come on, man. Like, you just, that's just being responsible about the whole situation. You worried about your career and all that. Like, every, your career going to be okay, man. You was just done wrong, man. If you believe in God and everything, then you're going to be all right regardless of what happens. You just was done wrong, so you need to speak up and say something about it, man. Like, that's just how I'm feeling about it, man. I just, I don't know. I, like, I, like I said, that shit has never happened to me, so I guess... I wouldn't know what I can't. You you could say, oh, you don't know what you would do in that position, but I do know what I would do because I've been done wrong before. I haven't been done uh, sexually assaulted, but I've been done wrong and I didn't let that shit fly. Like if you were done wrong, you need to speak up and stand up for yourself. Period. Period. Now on the fucking Kevin Spacey, this Negro. He's not even a Negro, but you know what I'm saying. Just some. Something I say But anyway So If you've been under a rock <laughs> Like I always say Kevin Spacey He was uh, 
he has several allegations of sexual harassment and sexual assault. And it all started when um, actor Anthony Rapp, uh, he accused Spacey of trying to seduce him when he was 14. And since then, several more alle uh, allegations have came out. Tony Montana, uh, he claims Spacey grabbed his crotch in 2013 and left him with PTSD for six months. Uh, Robert Cavazzo says he fended off two advances from Spacey, and Spacey routinely preyed on him and any actor under 30 at the Old Vic in London. Um, and a bartender in Britain says Spacey exposed himself and asked him, it's big, isn't it? And then uh, some dude that wanted to remain unnamed, he said that uh, he was over at Spacey's house sleeping on the couch, and he woke up with Spacey on top of him in his underwear, sleep. So now, uh, so a couple of those allegations, Spacey said he didn't recall, he didn't remember, but Spacey's uh, seeking treatment right now. And I could just say, this nigga is weird as fuck. What do you want, bro? Like, it's cool, like... Like, first off, he has pedophilia tendencies if he was hitting on a boy when he was 14. Might need to do some more investigations on that shit. Like, I know they're going to investigate all this shit, but, like, need to check about the pedophilia because that's fucked up in, a, like, in so many fucking ways. You hitting on a boy when he's 14 trying to seduce a 14-year-old. What the fuck is you on? Like, that's cool. You could be... And that's just another thing. That's why shit like that... That um, puts a bad uh, puts a bad name on homosexuals because people just automatically assume like homosexuals they're pedophiles. That's what they everybody want to think they they only want little boys and look. That's not even the truth. That's not even a fact of the matter. You know what I'm saying? But that stories like this come out and it makes people just like that's just automatically what they're gonna think. Oh, he's gay, so all gay people like little boys and stuff. And that's like. Like, that just puts a bad name on the homosexuals. And then it's just like, once again, people not speaking up and saying nothing. Should have said something when this shit happened. Now, like, I know people saying they don't want to blah, blah, blah. I don't want to mess up their career. But what? This man exposed himself to you, bruh. You woke up with a man on top of you and you didn't say nothing? Like, I'm throwing hands. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm whooping this nigga ass. I don't give a fuck who he is, bruh. Could be my uh, one of my favorite motherfuckers in the world. Pharrell, Reggie Miller. I don't give a fuck, bruh. We throwing hands after that, bruh. I don't give a fuck who you are, bruh. You're not finna fucking disrespect me and think you can get away with it. And that's the thing. We let these people in these so-called positions of power. He's not even in a position of power, but he was a well-known actor and whatever. We let these people in positions of power get away with this shit because we think they can really hurt us but like i said if you got trust in god that everything gonna work out everything gonna be okay for you man so you need to just fucking speak up and get these motherfuckers like if the first person this happened to had to said something then maybe none of that shit would ever happen to anybody else you know what i'm saying but the first couple people they don't say nothing and it continues to happen like if at the least, if you're not worried about yourself, if you're not going to think about yourself, think about the other people that this uh, motherfucker could be hurting, uh, sexually assaulting, sexually harassing. 
Like, at least think about them. You don't want it. It already happened to you, but you shouldn't want it to happen to anybody else. So speak up and say something so we can get this motherfucker locked up or get him some help, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least think about the other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, you should think about yourself first and foremost. You should just speak up in the fact that you just got done wrong. You just got sexually harassed, whatever it may be. But at least if you're not going to fucking put yourself first, think about some other people. You don't want this happening to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. We got to, as a society, we got to stop worrying about the consequences and stuff like in those senses and being blackballed. Like, you don't worry about that, bro. Don't worry about that. Speak up. So this doesn't happen to anybody else anymore. And so you can fucking live life with a clear head knowing that you told somebody and that you got this shit handled. You know what I'm saying? That's just my two cents. Now, next topic of discussion is we always talk about Trump, but it's a little a little less off Trump now. It's, it's still going to speak about Trump a little bit, but Trump's advisors, like they were indicted by the FBI, and uh, a couple of them was um, found guilty. And but uh, Paul Manafort was indicted by the FBI for 12 charges, including money laundering and conspiracy against the United States. And Greg Papadopoulos pled guilty to lying to the FBI during investigations about dealing with Russia. And uh, Sam Clovis, who he had his name in for. um, He had his name to be Trump's uh, senior advisor. um, uh, Always been for senior administration. And he withdrew his name for that because he was linked to Papadopoulos. Now, this just shows that Trump is guilty. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, this wasn't. This is more about the advisors, what they were doing wrong. But at the same time, this like kind of shows like what everybody's been thinking, what everybody's been saying. Trump was fucking guilty. Like, at the least, he was guilty by association. You know what I'm saying? If I'm fucking, if I'm driving a get out car, I said get out, getaway car for somebody robbing a bank, I might not rob the bank, but I'm guilty by association. You know what I'm saying? So like, okay, you can try to say he didn't know what was going on. Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. Nobody told me this. They did this on their own merit. Okay. But just like fucking Rick Patino. You may not have known what was going on, but that's not a fucking excuse because you're fucking, you're the boss of them. You know what I'm saying? They're working for you. So you're supposed to know what's going on. And then, okay, so you didn't know what was going on. And that's kind of fucking fishy. It's like you turned a blind eye because, like, nobody fucking told you this, bruh. So everybody else in the room is doing wrong and you didn't know about it. Nah, bruh. You fucking knew about it. Now, nobody might, there might not be no paper trail leading back to you because you were smart about it, but you fucking know, bruh. You fucking knew, bruh. You knew exactly what the fuck was going on, and you turned a blind eye to it because it was helping you. Like, niggas ain't stupid, man. We know what the fuck went on, bruh. And it's just like, I seen some petition about Trump getting impeached, and I don't think it's going to happen, but it should happen in a sense because, like, this motherfucker is just fucking snaked his way into the White House, man. 
and we just gonna let them get away with it. It's like, come on, man. This is the fucking president of the United States. It's supposed to have high standards. And this motherfucker's being sneaky, doing all this wrongdoing. And we gonna let this man remain president of the United States? Man, come on, man. And I know the vice president is much better. You know what I'm saying? But Trump should not be the president, man. Like, just period. Like, there's just too much shit coming out. There's too much shit coming out proving, bro, that you was associated with this shit if you didn't know, but you fucking knew. But at the least, you was associated with these motherfuckers. You need to fucking get up out of here because you don't... You're supposed to be the best businessman. We obviously don't know how to run a business, quote-unquote, because all these motherfuckers working for you were doing wrong, lying, and you didn't know about it. How the fuck didn't you know about it? Like, come on, man. Get that bullshit out of here. Now, next segment. One of the most popular segments. <laughs> the unpopular black thoughts. <laughs> I got a fucking unpopular black thought for y'all niggas today, man. And my unpopular black thought is don't nobody give a fuck about your baby, man. Stop posting pictures of your motherfucking child, your baby on Instagram. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> we don't. Like, posting pictures every day of your baby, what they're doing, what they're wearing. Your baby ugly. <laughs> First off, your baby ugly. We don't care about your baby. We're not trying to see that ugly baby on our motherfucking timelines every day. We not. We aren't. We not trying to see that ugly baby every day. And then shit, motherfucker posted, oh, my baby made a mess. We don't give a fuck about your baby making a mess, bro. That shit not funny to me. Yeah, I get a, uh, everything, love their child and blah, blah, blah. Take those pictures and keep them for memories later on, bro. Don't post that shit on Instagram. We don't give a fuck. You fucking clogging my timeline with bullshit, bro. Don't give a fuck about your baby. I don't. I don't. Maybe because I don't have a baby, I guess. I don't know. But I don't give a fuck about your baby. And I feel like if I had a baby, I wouldn't give a fuck about your baby. I'm over here worried about my baby. Like, just keep that shit to yourself, man. And shit, don't nobody give a fuck if your baby hit a fucking shot on this little tyke's hoop. Your baby is not the next LeBron. Nick, stop posting that shit. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> we don't. Your baby's not LeBron. He hit a shot on a fucking one-foot basket. Woo! Congratulations. No, we don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. Now, maybe if you catch your baby's first words, then that might be cool. I might want to see that, maybe. Not really, but I could understand that. But your baby's hitting a shot on a little tight. So no, I don't care. I don't care. I do not give a fuck. <laughs> uh, and motherfuckers like posting their baby dancing the young thug. I don't care. Your baby can't dance. That's not funny to me. Your baby look dumb. You over here making your baby look dumb on social media. Stop. I'm sure your baby would not want you posting that shit. Like, I understand people love their kids and stuff. Send that picture to your moms, you know what I'm saying? If you know a friend that would care about it, send that picture to him. But don't, we don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to see that on my social media. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so that's just my unpopular black thought for this week. Now, we're moving kind of quick through this because I'm trying to keep this shit under 30 minutes. Trying to make this shit a quick listen. Let's see where I'm at right now. Know what I'm saying? I'm at. Where are we at right now? 
Oh, yes, at about 20 minutes. So this would be a great time for my man's Nikki's G. Fuck, I think I feel like I fucked up his name. My man Nikki G, his financial segment. You know what I'm saying? He over here giving us his knowledge on his stocks and whatever uh, financial moves he's making. Just giving us some knowledge so we can move smarter, you know, make some money. I'm taking uh, some of his tips, you know what I'm saying? Doubling up, you know what I'm saying? So go ahead, take some of his advice and double up. Now here's my man Nikki G with this financial segment. know what it is is Nikki G here with your financial finesses here on the raw and rational podcast we back once more and you already know today we got some great topics for you and if you haven't tuned in and this is your first time tuning in with Nikki G here on the raw and rational podcast go ahead and like share and subscribe and while you're doing that, you can go ahead and add your boy Nikki G on Instagram and Twitter at Goins underscore Nick 92 right now. Do it right now. And so without further ado, I want to go ahead and get right into Nikki G's Christmas side hustle for 2017, okay? I'm going to give you the fine tunings of what I'm going to be doing this year for the holiday season, all right? It all started with a visit to my sister's house. As you guys all know, I have a niece and a nephew, and I was asking my niece what she wanted for Christmas this year. And her new biggest toy, she's about five years old, man. Her new biggest toy that she's into is called a fingerling, all right? And a fingerling is a little monkey that hangs off your finger, okay? It's a little sidekick that talks back to you, and it swings, and it does multiple things, okay? It's a little action figure monkey, all right? It's called a fingerling, all right? And recently, I've been doing some studies on fingerlings, and it turns out this is the hot new toy of the year, and last year it was the Hatchimal, which was a stuffed animal that hatches out of an egg. And they were sold out all year, selling on eBay for $500. So you kind of know from this podcast where I'm going with this, okay? So my niece got three Hatchimals last year, and I'm sure she'll get multiple fingerlings this year. But listen, at Toys R Us, these fingerlings, monkeys, are selling at $18 to $19 right now, including tax. Now... I found a website that you can get them for $12 without shipping. That's a great low price deal. Just so you know, these fingerlings are sold out, sold out. They're sold out everywhere in my area, including Toys R Us and Walmart, man. So look, I found these online for a discount. And if you know me, you know I'm all about that side hustle. So Nikki G went ahead and purchased a few of those off that website, a few different action figures. They also have unicorns. They also have koalas. And I think they're all pretty cool, all right? And they're especially cool when I can get them for a discount and sell them for over 80 to 100% profit, okay? I'm going to double my entire investment by doing this, all right? Near the holidays, people who are late and behind on gifts will go to the farthest reach of the earth to get something for their children, okay? So, if that means they gotta go on eBay, if that means they gotta meet in a sketchy parking lot with a sketchy person on Craigslist to get their sketchy item, they're gonna do that for their kid, okay? And it looks like last year, that's what they did with the Hatchimals, alright? They were selling for $500 on eBay, and I plan on selling these things for about $50 to $100 each. 
these fingerlings. Yes, fifty to a hundred dollars each. I got them for twelve ninety nine. Okay, that's just how it happens. That's just how it is. That's how people make money. That is the Christmas side hustle for Nikki G. So take this example from me, man, and take some of those ideas that you have in your brain, man, and go ahead and put them in the side hustle and start making some money. Okay, you want that cold hard cash. And speaking of cash, that leads us to our next topic, which is the earnings season, okay? If you don't know what the earnings season is, man, in the stock market, it comes every three months when the earnings are released from your favorite companies, all right? And it's a good time to catch up on any info about your favorite stocks and if they are making any money. Then they can also give you a projection into the future on what they think that they might make on the next earning call, okay? So, really, I've learned this in the past two weeks or so. Um, don't ever trade or jump into a stock just for earnings or dividends because I did it. And I failed miserably, okay, on AMD. I'm down about 20%. I'm just holding it now for the long haul, which is totally fine with me. But I'm just going to let you guys know, do not jump into a stock just for earnings reports. Just if you think that the earnings are going to be successful, don't do that. It's a 100% gamble. You have no backing to it. You have no recollection of what is really going to happen, okay? And if you kept up with this podcast, you already know about our all-stars. We got four of them, and I'm just going to give you a little recap if you're just tuning in, man. The four stocks that we're looking at always, and what I'm telling people to buy right now, is good, ABBV, AVEO, and Kara, okay, so for good, which is a real estate investment trust, they reported earnings about two days ago, and going into earnings, they had projected a negative three cent earnings per share, okay? After earnings were released, the actual earning price per share was 38 cents, okay? Guys, that's 35 cents per share earnings, okay? That made the stock jump up to 22.65 from opening at 21.68. So if you had this stock in the beginning of earnings at 21.68, it ended at 22.65. That's almost a dollar increase per share, okay? So if you had $100 in this stock, you would have made $3.88 off the total earnings plus the dividends that they give you per month. So that's a pretty nice chunk of change, okay? So next we're talking about ABBV, okay? And they actually beat their earnings coming out with an actual amount of $1.41 per share over their projected, which was $1.38. This shot this stock up. $2.19 today, or a 2.43% for the day. And they're still paying $1.28 per earnings report for dividends, okay? So every three months, they still pay you $1.28 per share every three months. That is awesome. That is one of my top stocks that I no longer own because I messed up and kind of sold it early for profit. Now, patience is key. I sold V for a profit, um, and I'm kind of bummed to know that this stock has jumped so high then, but I took the earnings, and I'm glad about that. Uh, to put this into perspective, I bought this stock at $70.58 and sold at $86. This stock is now up to $92 per share. That's over 71% for the entire year of ABBV, okay? That's monies. Monies. So the other two stocks that we're actually talking about is AVEO 
and Kara Therapeutics. Now, these are two biotech companies that actually report their earnings tomorrow. So check back in on the next podcast to see how they did. But earnings don't really necessarily matter to biotech companies. And this is because that the company doesn't actually have a product and it's not being sold, but it's being created. So basically what you're banking on in biotech companies is the product that's going to be um, approved and legal to sell um, commercially, okay? So those two we're going to have to wait on, all right? And now our final, final topic of today is going to be for the newbies that are in the market or anywhere financially. If you're a noob to financials, you better listen up, all right? So today we're going to be talking about discipline. Becoming a new trader or investor can be filled with emotions from both sides. Like where do I search for information? Who can I trust for value? Is this a good entry? Is this a good exit? There's a lot of things that run through your head in that moment. The very wise investors have learned to tame their minds to only focus on technicalities, research, and numbers. Okay, Not feelings. In order to be successful at anything financial, you must learn. You must learn to think about what is not easy, but to train on what is hard, on research that matters, and pushing you into a position of wealth. Okay, So if you think that becoming successfully wealthy and financial, financially free is an easy way, you're just wrong. It's all about hard work. It's all about discipline. It's all about doing things that you don't want to do. Okay, The easy stuff will always be easy and the hard things in life are only hard until they become natural so having a plan in place that is strictly followed is a shortcut way to reach this organically okay and over time don't stress after multiple attempts just know that hard work does pay off so get the fuck out there learn what the fuck you want to do and put some hard motherfucking work into it my name is Nikki G you don't know now you know right here on the ron rational podcast with my boys if you like what you heard if you like what you skirt go ahead and like share and subscribe on soundcloud instagram and twitter yay and we're back so got a couple more topics you know next topic of discussion pacers and okc who won that trade? So if you don't know, Pacers, you've got to fucking know, unless you've been under a rock. <laughs> but the Pacers traded Paul George this offseason for Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis. I don't even, I might not say his first name right, forgive me. But, so who won that trade? And this is just a, a good little topic. Cause I'm a big Pacers fan, and I was—I had to admit, man, I wasn't all for this fucking trade at the beginning when it happened. But really, I was just fucking like Paul George did his fucking wrong. Like it's like everybody wants to say, why couldn't he left? It's not the fact that he fucking left. That wasn't the problem. It's how he handled it. He left us with no leverage because he went out in the fucking public and was bitching and moaning, saying want to blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? If he could have just handled this shit internally, told them they want to get traded, and then we could have fucking traded them and maybe got a better trade. Now, it turns out that this trade was being good, but you know what I'm saying? When it first happened, that like we, we could have got more. should have been like a superstar for a superstar, and we didn't. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so like I said, it's turning out it seemed like the Pacers won this trade. 
So Victor Oladipo right now is averaging 23.8 points, 4.1 rebounds per game, and 3.5 assists per game. And Sabonis is averaging 13.1 points a game, 11 rebounds a game, and 3 assists a game. Averaging a double-double. And Paul George is averaging 19.6 points a game, 4 rebounds a game, and 2 assists. Now, I had to say the Pacers won this trade because Oladipo and Sabonis are making way more of an impact on the Pacers than Paul George is making on OKC. Now, granted, Oladipo, he could probably get them assist up a little more, but he's not a point guard, so, I mean, we can't really complain that much. 3.5, that's not bad. I would like to see him get it, get it up to, like, you know what I'm saying, 5, 6, 7. I would love 7, but 5 or 6, you know what I'm saying, that would be better than three and a half. But Oladipo and Sabonis are making way more of an impact. Like Sabonis especially, I know Oladipo is really killing, but Sabonis especially, he's averaging a double-double. And I had to say, I, did, well, I didn't have faith in him, so he's definitely showing me that he can fucking kill. What well, This is his fucking second year. So it's just like... They might have really just won. Like, they won this trade because they, they're they making way more impact than fucking Paul George is on the fucking OKC. Like, OKC doesn't even need Paul George. Like, if you take Paul George off OKC, they still going to be where they're at. And matter of fact, it might even be better because then Melo could kill a little bit more and Russell could kill a little bit more. So, OKC doesn't fucking need Paul George. And then, too, at the end of the day... Paul George is the fuck up out of there after this season. Like, just look at this man's body language and stuff. Like, bruh, I just know that first game he tried to talk all that shit. Yeah, we're just working together, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to be there, bruh. Like, I can tell you don't want to be there, bruh. You just dare to be there, bruh. He's gone after this season. So, Oladipo and Sabonis still going to be here. So, that's just another reason why we won this trade. And I just had to say the fucking Pacers is looking Nice man, like I, I had to say, man, I didn't really have faith in it. You know what I'm saying? I rather, um, I rather um tank so we can get a uh, better first round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? But they killing it, man. They fuck around, make the playoffs. They might be able to make some noise, man. They fourth in the East right now, tied for fourth. There's like two teams that are like five and three, two or three teams that are five and three. So really, if they win a couple more games, they could be second or third. You know what I'm saying? And if they keep this shit up, now people are saying like. Towards the as the season goes forward, talent will start to show more, in the sense that the more talented teams will start to go up in the standings. But shit, man, I don't see these boys slowing down. Man, they playing together. You know what I'm saying? They playing for one another. One another. They're playing for one another. They passing the ball like they're not selfish. Like this team is better off without Paul George, man. Like. They're not worried about getting one person to rock. Like, that's like, motherfuckers knew Paul George was a fucking bitch, cry baby ass motherfucker. So everybody wanted to feed him around, make sure he got his touches. Like, he was complaining he didn't get that game, uh, didn't get to shoot that game winning shot last year. So motherfuckers know he's a little bitch, but now, shit. These boys playing together, and they're not worried about all that. And I just had to say, fucking Victor Oladipo has more game-winning shots for the Pacers than fucking Paul George had. Paul George was 0 for 15. I think it might have been higher, but I know I've seen one number is 0 for 15. Fucking Victor Oladipo is 1 for 1. Like, man, like, Paul George is good, man, but he might not be as good as people think, man. Like, he's a great talent, but he might not have that it factor.
He might not. Think about that. Now, next topic of discussion. Fucking Andrew Luck, man. Spoke about him on the last one. But now he's officially been placed on the IR. And they're saying he won't throw for one to three months. And they're saying the fucking second surgery is not being considered. But I feel like that's inevitable, man. Like, you're going to have to go back in there and fix shit up. Make sure everything's all right. And this is to leave me, like I said, Luck may be done, man. Like, Dequell Jackson said he thinks he's done. But, like I was saying, Luck may be done, bro. Like, that's your shoulder, bro. Like, that's how you make your make your money. That's your bread and butter, throwing the ball. And if you can't even throw the ball, you're done, bro. Now, let's say he comes back and he can't throw the ball like he used to. And you already know the coach still going to stick with him. Then, the coach, they need to change that offense. You know what I'm saying? I didn't need to change the offense. So if he comes back and he can't throw the ball like he used to with as much zip and power and everything, then they need to change up the offense to more of a West Coast offense. And, like, this is the exact reason why the West Coast offense was even invented. Bill Walsh, she had a quarterback. I forget what his name was. But he got hurt. And he couldn't throw the ball down the field like he used to be able, used to, be able to. So Bill Walsh created the West Coast offense, throwing the ball off timing, Short field, short passes down the field, almost like you running the ball, dink and dunk, and that's maybe what the fucking coach have to go to if Andrew Luck not if he say he can come back and he's not able to return to form and throw as far as hard as he used to, then they're gonna need to change up the offense to suit him, change to that West Coast offense where they make shorter passes. Not everything has to develop, throwing off timing, throwing at this spot, and the. Uh, the coast they actually did this. The coast they actually did this. You know what I'm saying? L- last year with um, Matt Hasselbeck, and I think they were two and zero, not two and zero, but they were doing good with Matt Hasselbeck because they switched up the offense more, dink and dunk, because he was older, and the offense was running well. So this may be what they have to switch up to. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my two cents on Andrew Luck, man. I wish him the best. I hope he gets back, but it's not looking good, man. I feel like the second surgery is inevitable, and they just trying to run from it. Now, the last topic is fucking Ezekiel Elliott. I haven't spoken about him for a while. So he recently had his ap- another appeal denied, and his suspension upheld. So the Player Association can file another appeal. I don't know if they're going to, but I'm saying, bro, you need to just fucking give it up, bro. Give it up. Take your L, bro. Take your L, bro. Now, I just cause I just feel like you're fighting a losing battle, bro. You done had two, three, four, five appeals denied, and you just keep trying. Like, bro, give it up, bro. Like, take your L and sit down. Like, I know it's hard. You want to play, but take your L. And, like, I, I don't necessarily agree with it because he was – there was no fucking, you know, criminal charges or anything. Not even the civil charges, civil case, nothing. But I can understand where probably why they're still denying his appeal because playing in the NFL is a privilege. Like, let's get that straight, ladies and gentlemen. Playing in the NFL is a privilege. There's not that many people in the NFL. So you playing for the NFL team where they have like 40 people on the team, what are like 32 teams? 30 teams, whatever. There's like 12, there's like 1,200 people in the NFL, you know what I'm saying? Give or take a little more. 
And it's like, this is a privilege, bro. So you shouldn't even have put yourself in a situation where you could have these allegations. Like, I know, you know what I'm saying, some parts of it may not be true. But it's just the fact that you even put yourself in this situation for that to happen. There's, say there's 1,200 people, there's 1,199 other players that didn't put themselves in this situation. Now, that's not necessarily true because there are people that have, but okay, you know what I'm saying? There's 1,100 other people that didn't put themselves in this situation. So you shouldn't put yourself in this situation where you can have these allegations, you know what I'm saying, put towards you or whatever. So, I mean, just you need to sit down, take your L, learn your lesson, and just come back next year, you know what I'm saying, or come back whenever you come back and just come back and kill, come back with a vengeance, bro, come back angry. Because, like, you're just fighting a losing battle and you're just wasting time. Like, you're going to get suspended to six games, you know what I'm saying? So just, just sit down. <laughs> That's all I can say, man. Just sit down, take your L. Now, like I said, this is the third episode, third installment of Donnie Ray's No Fucking Filter. Like I said, follow us at Ron Rational. We're going to get another episode of Ron Rational out when I come back from vacation. But follow us at Ron Rational on Twitter. Follow me at Black on Black on Twitter. Follow my man's T-Bird, T-Bird Nueva, Wild Nueva. Go pre-order your track jackets. Them boys fly, man. Swear to God, man. That boy out here doing his thing. Go support my mans. But like I said, this is the fucking third installment of Donnie Ray's No Fucking Filter. Hope you like it. And we out this bit.